0: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. The political fallout continues from the demise of California's latest attempt to become the first state to enact a single-payer health insurance system. Yeah, lots of finger pointing and recriminations today as progressives howl in protest and moderates fret about the cost, and those are just the Democrats. Yeah, we're talking, of course, about San Jose Assemblyman Ash-Colra's failure yesterday to get a floor vote on his bill, AB 1400. Uh, that would have created something called CalCare, the nation's first single-payer health care system, in this case run by the state of California, not the federal government. It was always a long shot that California would actually adopt this, but progressive Democrats at least wanted it to pass the Assembly, where Democrats enjoy a supermajority. They have 55 of the 75 seats that are filled right now. But Colra says the votes were just, were not there. Too many moderate Democrats would have voted no. He says it would have lost by double digits. So he pulled the bill at the last minute, killing it for this year because yesterday was the deadline for the legislation to advance in this session. Progressives say he should have brought the issue to the floor anyway to force lawmakers to make their positions known on the record. Col says he didn't want to alienate moderates who may support a new version later, and conservatives say the whole thing is a $300 billion a year boondoggle. Governor Newsom, who ran on single-payer but has backed away from it as governor, is staying out of this fight, Patty and Jeff. So let's say it did pass the assembly yesterday, Doug, and there was that vote, of course. Um, what would the path look like from there? How realistic is it that this thing would have actually become law? Well, had it passed the assembly, which, you know, it could have done if all the Democrats who say they support single payer had voted for it, it would have gone to the state Senate. It would have passed. Um, and then it would go to the governor. But, of course, the issue is that to pay for it, there was a companion bill raising taxes and not just on the very rich, on a lot of moderate income Californians. Um, and that would have required a two-thirds majority in both the senate and the assembly as well as the governor's signature so that's you know no sure thing they would get two-thirds of each house to vote to raise taxes and then it would have to be approved by the voters it would have been a constitutional amendment that would have gone on the ballot um you know probably too late for 2022 so probably not till 2024 uh, and then if that had passed and who knows if the voters would have been in a mood to raise taxes, um, then it would have become law. So it was a long road and an unlikely one. I mean, the odds were against it getting that tax increase passed in both houses and certainly longer that the voters would have approved it and it probably would have taken several years to set up. I want to ask you about Ash Kalra. Uh, he is getting a lot of flack online. Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon and the California Nurses Association, and you know, big backers of the single-payer health. I mean, they're going after him. I'm, what's up with that? Yeah, he's kind of been thrown under the bus by a lot of people, which is somewhat surprising because, you know, longtime San Jose uh, official, he was um, a local official and then ran for the assembly. Um, He worked with Speaker Anthony Rendon on this for months. He worked with the Nurses Association, who have been the really big institutional background, and they've become almost like a single-issue interest group, uh, you know, backing Bernie Sanders because he was enthusiastically on board single-payer and really throwing a lot of weight behind this. He worked with them to draft this bill and come up With what it should be, uh, and they're just livid that he didn't bring it to a vote. And in, in the case of Speaker Rendon, I mean, the Speaker runs the show. I mean, if he wants a bill to come to a vote, it usually comes to a vote. In this case, Col-Raw being the author, you know, it's his prerogative not to put it up, and I think Rendon wanted him to to, to get everybody on the record and to show what support there was, but Col-Raw backed away and felt that it was counterproductive, and yeah, he, he's lost a lot of friends, and he's been on the defensive in the last 24 hours having to explain his reasons for saying he just didn't think it It was going to pass anyway so why expose some of his colleagues whose support he may need later he didn't want to alienate and antagonize people whose support he needs uh, but a lot of frustration among those who thought this was going to move forward at least through this first step doug in the bigger picture of all this some pundits are suggesting that uh, all this is another sign that the california democratic party is pivoting away from its progressive side moving more to the center would you agree well, you know, this sort of uh, mirrors the, the split in the party that we see nationally. I mean, the Democratic Party is a big, sprawling group of people where you have a very strong progressive wing, and then you have the more pragmatic moderate wing. Uh, and that schism we see nationally in Congress, uh, which is pretty well documented, we're seeing in California, too. I mean, yes, California is a very liberal state. Democrats rule it. They they control every statewide office they've got two-thirds majorities in the assembly and the senate they have eighty percent of the congressional seats but they don't vote as one on uh, even on you know things that a lot of liberals support this one was maybe a little too far left for some of them who felt they would not want to raise taxes so they didn't want to be on the record voting for something even though this was a separate vote they could always vote for this and then later vote no on the tax mechanism um so that split has really been laid bare that yeah it is a big tent uh, to borrow a phrase from the republican party uh and they're not always on the same page uh i don't know that it's moving more to the middle in the california democratic party i mean newsom certainly is more in the middle um the, the big statewide office holders are more in the middle but this is a pretty liberal legislature they, they've enacted a lot of um left-wing agenda items uh this one was just you know a bridge too far I want to ask you about Governor Newsom's role in all this. You mentioned in the intro that he campaigned on this, hasn't said much. What would you anticipate his role to be going forward? Yeah, you know, he ran. I mean, it's well documented. I tweeted it again today uh, when he was running for governor, saying, you know, he's tired of people saying they support single payer, but but it's too expensive or it can't be done. Or I mean, I could look at the tweet and quote it exactly. But as governor, he's really done nothing um, to make it happen, um, and he has stayed silent on this unless he's put out a, a tweet in the last hour or two. There's been no statement from him on this. Uh, he hasn't had an event since the vote, so no one's asked him about it. He'll certainly be asked about it at the next. Uh, event that he does do Uh, but he has said nothing about this he stayed out of it now he does have a commission that he he appointed with the legislature it's called healthy california for all and they've been having their meetings and their proceedings and they are charged with with exploring not just single-payer but any kind of what they call unified mechanism plan to provide universal health care that would include single-payer but it could include other things and they've been you know working on this for a few months and at some point they'll put out a report with some recommendations so i suppose he can fall back on that and say well i've got my commission and i'm waiting to hear from them. But I will say that along the way during this process, Ash Kolra um, asked that commission, he wrote a letter to Mark Galley, the state's health secretary who leads the commission, saying, could you please um, explore and identify ways to pay for my bill? And got a letter back saying, no, that's not our job. We're not going to take a position. We're not supposed to be endorsing any particular legislation. We're exploring all options. That goes beyond what we're charged to do. So um, you know, there could have been more cooperation from the Newsom administration with this, and for whatever reason, uh, the governor's backed away and, and is letting it proceed as it is, which means we may never see this, or if we do, it could be years away. And I think the governor would rather see the federal government do it so that California doesn't have to. All right, Doug, I suppose we're going to have to pick this up in the, in the interest of time, but much more to talk about on the health care front. Yeah, always a lot to talk about these days, isn't there? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 3.30. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30. Uh, it's also available at kcbsradio.com. If you miss one, they're all archived there. Wherever you get your podcast, we podcast it for you. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS.